Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Daniels, our producer today, yes, Billy Napier is having his presser today. Last week he was early. This week, he's almost 20 minutes late, uh, but when he approaches the podium, uh, we will hear from him. The Gator QB, Shane Matthews, is here. He'll be here for the balance uh, of the program today. Uh, and Shane, I, I know you know the, the reaction to what happened on Saturday has you know varied certainly wildly here, uh, but I, I you know you and I were talking before this, and I know Gator fans don't want to hear this sometimes, but when you're in the midst of a run that Georgia is in, I don't care if you hate them. You got to respect what they've done. Oh, there's no question. I uh, what they've done. I think this is year eight for Kirby. I believe Steve. They've won two national titles. Probably should have a third if you don't think of the the. You remember the second twenty six? They lost to Alabama on the long touchdown, or they have would have had three. I think they're going to win it easily this year. Quite honestly, um, they're not going anywhere. That's what's scary. I don't know though when the because for those who don't know the new or the first college football playoff poll comes out tomorrow, I bet you Georgia's not number one. Who are they going to put there? Michigan? Yeah, I, I really, no. I really think that. Well, my, I, you know, I was one of those guys. You know, Georgia kind of sputtered around, and I talked to Eric Zier, their color analyst, a long time before the game. He's like, "Look, man, I'm worried about today's game because uh, we haven't really played well at all, other than the Kentucky game," and. uh but they, they can flip the switch whenever they want to. But I will say this. If they – oh, here comes Buddy Napier. Um, okay, so we're going to get with him. Uh, after that, we'll open phone lines for you uh, with Shane. Um, Daniel, is he ready? I can – I don't know if he started yet. Okay, let's get to Billy Napier here. All right. How's everybody doing today? Good. Appreciate y'all being here today. We, um, you know, I think ultimately when you have time uh, to look at the film a little bit closer, I've, I've, some of the same things I said after the game, I feel strongly about today. You know, I think just makes me realize, and I think we all know this, and you guys obviously um, cover our team, but everything matters. You know, all parts of what we do contribute to the final result. Uh, and I think you, you really, for me, um, causes me to double down on kind of what we believe, you know, from an evaluation standpoint, recruitment standpoint, having continuity and system, you know, relative to the concepts that you run, um, you know, scheme adjustments. I do think there's a development component to that as well. Um, the accumulation of reps, right, building depth on your team, uh, I do think that the competition that is um, created from depth, uh, the quality of your walk-on program and how that can improve your practice environment. I do think the situational football and the game management piece, you know, as you as we go, becomes really important. You know, it's just there's a set of values. There's a, a character that you'd like your team to play with. Uh, there's a chemistry, there's a togetherness. All these things are important, you know, and I think 
uh, for me walking off that field Saturday. That's how I felt, and I uh, feel the same way today after watching the film. I do think there's a lot of positives on the tape. There's also areas where we have issues and we need to get better. Um, I do think that some of the things that happen in the game um, are very fixable. You know, I, I think uh, ultimately when we look at that with the players, uh, I think they feel the same way. And I know as a staff, there are things that we can do from a concept standpoint that can help the players in all three parts of our team. So, you know, I think we had a good day with the players yesterday. Um, I've got confidence in our group relative to their attitude uh, and their approach. You know, I think the, the key thing for us here is what matters most today. You know, I think regardless of what's happened in the past, um, I do think that this is a group, every single detail this week, you know, really challenging all parts of the organization to do their best work. You know, we need to be uh, operating at our best, uh, firing on all cylinders. We need to lead our people. We need to impact our people um, and get consumed with preparing for this game. You know, I do think Arkansas, although their record uh, doesn't reflect it. They've been in every football game. This is a game that's lost a lot of close games. Uh, I do think that they've played really good defense uh, for the most part. And um, I know offensively they've made a change. I know Sam Pittman personally, and I have a ton of respect for him as a coach and a, and a man. Um, and I do think they're a lot closer than their record indicates. So this will be a challenge. Um, you know, we're excited about playing in front of a sold-out crowd. Um, I do think this week, for me, is um, important a lot for a lot of reasons. You know, we're doing something really unique relative to the saluting those who serve uh, theme of the week. You know, we're going to honor all of our military members, uh, our veterans, uh, local first responders are inv um, included in that group. We're going to wear black uniforms uh, for the first time in school history. And I know everybody's excited about the uniform. Uh, but I, I do think it's important. I don't want to lose sight of the intent here, you know, relative to what we're trying to do. Really want to create awareness and show gratitude and appreciation for these people who chose a life of service uh, and ultimately put their life at risk to protect some of these freedoms that I believe sometimes we uh, ultimately take for granted. So each player on the team's jersey will display uh, one of the five core values on the back of the nameplate. And uh, we worked uh, with the military branches in the state and here locally and allowed them to select the core value that they wanted to use. Uh, those five core values are honor, courage, commitment, excellence, and integrity. Um, so you'll see that this week when we play. We're also going to uh, carry out the prisoner of war missing in action flag uh, of the tunnel this week. I do think it's important that we never forget those prisoners of war, their sacrifice, uh, and certainly those that are missing in action. You know, I also want to point out that our civil engagement uh, piece with the players today um, at at 2.45 today, we're going over to the Vet Veterans Affair Medical Center here, Randall Malcolm Center in Gainesville, and spent some time with some veterans with our players. Um, and we're hopeful that that experience, along with a number of speakers that we'll have at practice, we're going to have um, someone from 
different branches of our military talk to the team. We started that last night with the team. So it's an important week in that regard. Certainly it's a critical week for our football team relative to where we're at. Um, and certainly Arkansas presents a number of challenges. So I know you got questions. What do we got here? All, uh, a need when you have a team on the other side that has a potential to be more physical than you to be extra creative to, to maybe insert more trick plays into your game plan how, how much does that factor into the level of creativity that's necessary I guess one more time when you have a team that has the potential to out physical you does that put you in a position to have to maybe call more trick plays and be more creative to try and give your team an advantage um, no I don't necessarily know where you're coming from there um, no I don't I don't feel that way at all I mean I think ultimately you know every week's a little bit different right your team has strengths their team has strengths vice versa you know relative to weaknesses you try to position the team for success you know you're combating the players that you think can be issues for you uh, the more good players they have the more challenging that is right the more good players you have, the more opportunity you have to neutralize that, right? So I think every week's a little bit different. In this league, most weeks that you play uh, in all parts of their team, they have a significant player, you know, and sometimes uh, they have one at every level, you know, um, in, in different skill players, maybe at their front, whatever the case may be. So I think each week's a little bit different. You try to do what you think is in the best interest of the team that week. Alter maybe the preparation aspect, if at all, for you, and, and what do you see so far from that offense? Yeah, no, I think I think it's a big part of the story this week relative to the prep. You know, um, you know they made a change in the off season. Uh, obviously, Kendall made a move to go to TCU, and then they brought Dan in, and that was a wholesale change, right? So, um, you know, Coach Guyton will be calling it this week, and he has experience with Kendall in the past. Certainly played at quarterback at Ohio State. So, um, you know, what flavor do we get? You know, I think ultimately with an open date, I think that magnifies that a little bit. But Coach Pittman's an offensive line coach. Uh, his teams are tough. Uh, and certainly I think there will be an element of that. He'll have some imprint on the offense. Um, so, you know, I do think that that's an element of the game. And I think ultimately for us, we're going to have to fi find the right balance of prep in terms of what we expose the players to, but also being ready to adjust within the game. One more way you guys clinch bowl eligibility. What, what does that mean uh, for the program in year two and also in terms of the development, the practices that you get? Yeah, I mean, I think there's an element to that. Um, certainly that could happen this week. Um, but ultimately, I don't necessarily think we're thinking about that as much as we're thinking about we got to get consumed with the things that can affect the outcome Saturday, right? So... Uh, there is benefit to bowl games. There's no question about that. Um, and I do think with the team that we have in particular, that could be beneficial. You, I was looking up your quote from last year about the whole military aspect and some of your background. Do you have like a specific moment where that kind of shifted for you and became something that was important to you to, to honor? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I think 9-11 was – you know, I was a college student to some degree. I think there was an element to that. I think there's a generation of people that, you know, were affected from 9-11 to some degree. I mean, you look at the recruitment of 
all branches of our military and the increase in membership that they saw. Um, and then, you know, I think you get into becoming a head coach. You know, I think being around, it's your platform. Uh, there are things that you get a chance to emphasize with your players. Um, and look, at this started with black uniforms at Louisiana. The kids wanted to wear black uniforms, and I was like, well, okay. Uh, but what are we, why? Why are we going to do it? And ultimately, we decided to uh, build it around this theme. And uh, we did it at Clemson. We wore purple uniforms there. So um, I, th I think it's been beneficial for the kids. You know, I think ultimately for – I just think there's an awareness that we, we have a game that has a platform. And this is a – we can do some good, you know. Uh, and ultimately, I think that's what we're trying to do. Very successful in the swamp since you've been here. Uh, I think maybe won six in a row even there. What obviously home field advantage is important, but do do you what do you see from your team when they get into that building that maybe you'd, you'd like to see out of the building a little bit more often? Yeah, no, I, I think um, just in general. I mean, I think home field advantage is a it's a real thing, especially in our league. Um, you know, you're making the opponent execute in a little bit different environment. You know, and our people can impact the game. They've impacted the games this year. They've impacted a lot of games in the past, right? So it's a special place to play. Uh, we're sold out Saturday. This is going to be really a unique event. It's going to be a historic event. So I think ultimately um, the team drives off that energy no matter what anybody says. I think there's an element of that that you don't get at a neutral site or you don't get on the road, right? So uh, we've benefited from it. They make it more challenging for the opponent, and certainly you get the benefit of not having to travel, right? So um, it's a special place, man. You know, and I think there's an element, there's a respect there. I think the players, there's a sense of responsibility. You know, when you run out of that tunnel, there's been some great teams and great competitors do it before you. Two-thirds of the way through this season, how would you evaluate the progress you've made through the first eight games there and compare it to the progress you made in the first eight games last year? Yeah, I think the biggest difference would be the uh, makeup of our roster, you know, relative to who's gaining experience, who's been productive, um, the leadership that we see at the player level, uh, the level of discipline uh, that we observe every day, um, the camaraderie camaraderie, the chemistry of the group. Um, and look, I think the football has improved in a lot of areas on our team. I mean, there's areas where we've gotten better. There's still areas where we need to play with more consistency. Um, yeah, just overall, I think we're operating at a little bit more efficient rate. I think there's good processes in place. Um, we're getting better at what we do. Um, we haven't necessarily got the results we wanted a couple times this year, but I do think that uh, there's improvement in the big big picture. We knew going, you know, when you got here that going forward and being aggressive on fourth down was kind of part of your makeup. How do you assess uh, where you guys are in uh, that part? Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, ultimately you get you get – judged on the outcome of those decisions, but I think it's more of a big-picture approach. Seems like it's happened less this year maybe than it happened last year, if that makes sense. Um, 
But I, I do think that we we work hard at it. It's not just a you know singular event on game day. It's more of a holistic um, approach that we spend a ton of time on in the off season relative to strategy. So, um, and I think it's sound. You know, I do, and I think that you're seeing it at all levels of football. Uh, we just have access to information that we didn't have before, right? So, I think the um, analytics, the technology that's available, we can basically analyze the history of the game and tell you exactly why it's beneficial to do at times. So um, I do think there's some subjectiveness to it, though, relative to the current dynamic within the game. You know, and those are the things that keep you up at night. But um, when it works, everybody pats you on the back. When it doesn't work, um, you know, they throw you out in the trash. So uh, it is what it is. Um, you know, we played Utah as an opening game last year. We went for it on fourth down. We threw a touchdown, and everybody's, you know, excited. And when it doesn't work, they're not, right? So um, it is what it is. You know, I think we'll continue to evaluate that just like we do all parts of our team. Where's your level of concern with finishing plays defensively, just yards after the catch and after contact specifically? Uh, yeah, no, I think um, there's definitely yards after catch. I think it's what happens before the catch ultimately that I think contributes to that. You know, our ability to affect the quarterback, play better coverage, uh, and then once the ball's thrown, we got to break on the ball and get the guy on the ground. You know, I do think that that's one of the areas we can improve for sure. Relevant question. You made it pretty clear that you had conviction about the fourth down call. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes when you get further away from that, maybe you go, okay, I maybe not. You still absolutely now, 48 hours removed, still yeah. feel the same? I can see both sides of it, you know. I mean, I think ultimately, um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think I can see both sides of it, if that makes sense. The other side being the play itself turning into basically a fourth and five because of the snap to the – is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm just talking about the decision. Yeah. Um, and there were other plays that I think about sometimes maybe we could have called. But, um, you know, I think that play would have worked uh, to get real specific about what happened. I think it was, you know, it's just one of those things, right? Sometimes the ball bounces your way, sometimes it doesn't. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think more about do you punt it, it's 10-7, you know, at that point in the game, you know, that's what I think about. I don't necessarily think about the, the, the play call. One last question in the back. Billy, <clears throat> this play was kind of inconsequential in the game, but I wanted to ask you about T.J. Searcy. He yeah. only made one tackle in the game, <laughs> but he ran a guy down 60 yards. Yeah. Um, how encouraging was that effort to see, and is mm -hmm. that something that needs to happen more on defense? Yeah, no, we pointed it out with the team yesterday in the team meeting, I think, um, it's an extra effort play. You know, I mean, the guy, ball is thrown. You know, the guy goes in full, full speed, pursues, runs the guy down. You know, his GPS number on that play was whew, ran as fast as any skill player, you know, the whole day, right? So um, TJ is a good example of a young player who has traits, uh, who's tough, who goes about his business the right way. Uh, he's a true freshman that's getting valuable experience. Um, 
and ultimately has been a bright spot, you know. But I think when you see some of those intangibles that you want as a coach from young players, you can build build off of that. And uh, that was an impressive play. All right. Thank you, Coach. He's got some space. No doubt. All right, Rick, stop looking at your watch. <laughs> Just let him walk away. There's Billy Napier uh, as questions about last week linger. And we will discuss those. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Shane Matthews joins me. This is Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. A big heads up here to Florida health care workers and their families. Money-saving news for you from FICARE Federal Credit Union. It used to be My Healthcare Federal Credit Union. Now it is FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same great location, though, and most importantly, same great service benefits that fit what you do. Try their fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use their concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. And buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today to FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Top tier tree specialists specializes in tree removal, tree trimming, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris hauling, and emergency tree service. We are experts in storm recovery and have the team and the proper equipment to provide you with professional results. Trust your tree service needs to the experts at top tier tree specialists. And don't wait for disaster to strike. Visit us online at toptiertreespecialists.com. Licensed and insured for your protection. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. This is Ernie Johnson Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles and college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill or go online to coachtocuremd.org Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Sponsored by the American Football Coaches Association. Texting and data rates may apply. There's no place like home for the holidays. Most of the time, that's true. But a lot of homes are filled with dysfunction, drama, and difficult family relationships. Christmas can often bring more pain and frustration than comfort and joy. Well, think about this. 
Jesus was born into a long line of sinners, even though he was without sin. His family tree includes liars, wicked kings, a murderer, and even a prostitute. Talk about dysfunction. But through it all, God was in control, accomplishing his master plan. Jesus was born so that we could be born again. When we place our faith in him, we enter a new family as sons and daughters of the living God. Now, all of this may not change your family circumstances, but maybe it can change you. Christmas reminds us that the Lord is able to make something beautiful out of anything, even broken family relationships. This is Bryant Wright, wishing you a Merry Christmas right from my heart. For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Looking for your next career opportunity? The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring throughout Florida, offering a competitive starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions with a range of comprehensive benefits. As a correctional officer, you can start a stable career with competitive compensation in a controlled, team-oriented environment. No experience is required, so kickstart your career today and make a positive impact on your community. Text apply to DCJOB or visit FLDOCjobs.com to apply today. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sunny and warm this afternoon, highs in the mid to upper 80s. Tonight, cooling down to the low 60s with areas of fog to kick off Halloween. It'll be a warm Halloween afternoon with highs again in the mid to upper 80s. But a front approaches Halloween night, turning windy. Lows Wednesday morning in the mid 50s. Highs Wednesday afternoon in the mid to upper 60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Today on ESPN Radio. After the Rangers and Diamondbacks split games one and two in Arlington, the series shifts to Phoenix for game three. Back, back some more. That ball is gone into the bullpen. Moreno hits it into the Diamondbacks' bullpen, and Arizona jumps in front. The Diamondbacks, the Rangers. Coverage continues tonight at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Silverback Concrete knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. Okay, we're going to open the phone lines for you. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Got a lot of emails 
We'll get to those first, and Daryl, you'll be the first caller up. Um, Mark says it's become very clear the Napier era is a failure. His teams continue to get blown out of games. He was brought in to compete against to win. When the Gators can't defeat the likes of Kentucky, they have no shot at the Georgias or Florida States. It's fourth and three to throw at a yard. That's all I need to see. It's been embarrassing watching these games. Time to find somebody that understands what it takes to compete in the SEC. Okay, well, I guess he's talking about throwing at one yard. It was fourth and I think about five we went for it. We dropped back. We don't block very well. There's nobody open. Quarterback moves around in the pocket, finds E.T. in the flat as the check down, wide open, has to get it out of his hand. Georgia makes a tackle in open space. Uh, let's see. I think it's Cody Joe says the issue isn't continued losing. It's the continued looking like they don't even belong on the same field. When do they leave the lose big phase and enter the lose close phase at least? Uh, I don't know that. I'm just telling you right now, Georgia's not going anywhere. Uh, I, I want to back up to the one guy who talked about uh, losing to Kentucky. And I try to tell people this because you tell them to it all the time. Before 1990, when Stephen Orr Spurrier became the head coach, Florida lost to Kentucky all the time. All the time. Uh, Frederick says, fire Napier and Strickland. Vanderbilt put a, has a better chance than Florida. Florida is garbage. Uh, the program's going backwards. The wheels came off the donkey cart in losing to Georgia. Mike <laughs> says, you might have gloated too soon to the people like me in almost every publication that the Gators would win only five games. Uh, let's see here. There's more. Uh, Jim says, for you, we played extremely well in the first possession. However, didn't see us using the same passing routes or game plan after that. Certainly didn't target Wilson much after that. Was it that Georgia adjusted and took away those routes as well as Wilson? Well, they did, but we targeted him like 13 times in the game. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think people just forget what they, what they see or they won't only believe what they see. Look, here's the bottom line. I'm as orange and blue as there is. Georgia is so far advanced of us, it's not even funny. That's the facts. How we catch up with them, I don't know. But, but again, I say it again. They've won, this is year eight for Kirby Smart. He's won two national titles, should honestly have three. He's probably going to win his fourth in eight years. Think about that. I think he's going to surpass what Nick Saban has done at Alabama. I firmly believe that because he's not leaving because it's his alma mater. His best friend is the, the second best defensive mind in all of college football. They ain't going anywhere. Let's get some calls. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, you know, some of these fans are just delusional, man. It's, who are you going to get? Who is out there to get rid of Napier? And Shane, you know, they holler about getting an offensive coordinator. Who are you going to get for an offensive coordinator? That's that's a great point, Daryl, because the, the number one offensive coordinator that everybody wanted last year who was up for all the uh, jobs was Garrett Riley, Lincoln Riley's brother, who helped TCU do what they did to get to the national title game. Well, he ended up at Clemson, and Clemson is not very good this year or on offense. So, look, again, everybody's sitting here talking about the play calling, and I understand that because when plays don't work, people want to complain. But we did not stop anybody the other day at all. We're, we're, we yeah. just we are not the, the football program that Georgia is. You just you have to admit it. 
Yeah. Well, we got beat in all phases of the game. I don't have no excuses today. But, you know, everybody's hollering about that fourth down, you know, play. We didn't get, you know, convert to a first down. Shane, I'm with you. The punt was more crucial. We got blocked. Yeah, it was the the fourth down. I mean, you can sit here and talk about we should have snuck it or whatever. I give I tip my hat to the Georgia Bulldog, number two. I think his name's Small Mundon or Mundane or something. Small Mundy. Yeah, um, yeah. If he does not stay home and do his job, ETN is still running. Um, that probably works against probably every other defense in America. But I hear people's complaints about it. I get it. But if we punt it there, it's going to be 17-7 regardless. The block punt really, really hurt us. But we were not going to stop them at all, and we couldn't block them. That's a bad combination. No. And they're not going away no time soon, so we might as well just suck it up as Gator fans. I don't like it like everybody else, but Georgia's going to be around a while. All right, Daryl, thank you for your call. Boxing Jim, hello. Hey, Shane and Steve. Well, we got we got a little bit of a shot at becoming bowl eligible Saturday, but there's no guarantees. I don't think our defense can handle Jefferson, but we do have a shot. If not, then uh, that's it. We'll be five and seven. No way we can beat LSU on the road, Missouri on the road, and FSU will come in here and thoroughly embarrass Florida. Thank you. Okay. Well, I, you. I'm not gonna. I, I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. I mean. FSU is not much better than they were last year, in my opinion. I think uh, the the kid from the trans, transfer from Michigan State's made them a much better team, but uh, they're not the Georgia Bulldogs. Rick, hello. Yeah, hey, Steve and Shane. Listen, uh, I just want to go back to that area. I was a guy sitting Okay, Rick, got a call back because your phone underwater gone into the uh, the uh, Mediterranean Sea. Uh, Woody, hello. Yeah, hey guys, listen. Um, I'm not happy with the result, but uh, it's not unexpected. Um, you know, I I said on the air uh, to the afternoon guys, I'll give you Florida and thirteen and a half. Uh, I I see Georgia's way better than us on offensive and defensive line, and uh, and coaches game management i think going for it on fourth and one on your own 35 and a three-point game in the first half is just dumb i don't care if you do call a good play but it's just dumb unnecessary acting desperate and and so i don't like that either but my point of view is this is a mediocre team and mediocre teams from one game to the next look great look terrible so you just hang in there. I'm I'm sort of treating this year like it's the first year, and they better be a lot better next year. Uh, but I don't expect uh, ten wins even next year with that schedule. So I'm thinking this is just an exercise in patience. It's another another bad performance in a long list of bad performances over the last ten twelve years. And I'm just trying to hang in there and see what happens because I keep hearing about all these recruits. And I just heard that we got the number two defensive defensive tackle in the state or in the country, I don't know, committed. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, maybe stuff is coming. Because I remember just a few years ago, people were calling him Kirby Dumb. And he just kept recruiting and recruiting and recruiting. People were complaining about him. And he just kept recruiting and recruiting and recruiting and, in, and putting his culture in and his system in. And now you're talking about three or four championships. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe this can happen here okay. too. All right. 
I got to have you go, Woody. Thank you. We're getting a lot of calls, as we would think. So uh, we love the calls, but kind of keep your comments pretty short if you can to help us out. Uh, Rick, hello. Yeah. Uh, hey, Steve, Shane. I want to go back. I was the guy that called in Saturday night and used, I said, what no one's referring to is momentum. In Napier's post-game show, he was referring to that segment of fourth and dumb and the wildcat play, and he said momentum and game got out of control. So uh, just want to comment, momentum shifts happen many times sometimes in a game, but it all starts with one play. Fourth and dumb, I believe, was the beginning of a momentum shift, and that's my main comment. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, Tony, hello? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Before I get to the football stuff real quick, um, Steve, did you have a chance to see that hockey play in which the player died? No, I heard about it, uh, sadly, but no, I didn't get a chance to. I mean, okay. when you. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to give you a, a little homework. Please forgive me. Please have a chance to look at it because I would love to hear your take on it. Okay. Because if there's ever something that should have criminal charges, is that play, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, huh. Shane. I don't think there's any coincidence that we keep losing to these teams that are just more physical than us, man. Um, Utah, Kentucky, and, of course, Georgia. Um, We have an issue with physicality. My question to you is, we've already been two years in our weightlifting program. What changes do you think need to be made? And I'm just going to flat out ask honestly, man. Do college kids do steroids, or are they tested on that? Because... Some players, it doesn't matter these schools that we know who they are, man. They could be freshmen, but they come in there looking like they're ready to go after a few months in that program, man. So what do you think has to happen here? Because the physicality, you could just tell, man. Yeah. It's a different level. The, the, right. That's a good Thank question. Um, people ask me about the strength program and stuff. That's one thing that I ain't real smart on because I'm not a big lifter, never was. But all the programs do the same lifts. It's not like somebody has some special ingredient. Now, if they're taking something, that's a different story. I think there's a difference between weight room strength and football strength. You know, there's some dudes that ain't real strong, bench pressing, squatting, power cleaning, that'll go out and wear you out on the football field. I I think Georgia, those teams you mentioned, may be both. We may be strong in the weight room, but it's not translating over to the football field. I don't have that answer, uh, but I, I do know there's a difference in those two types of strength. Patrick, uh, it's funny. Patrick predicted Florida to win like 42 to 13. Mm. Now he says, Billy needs an OC. Uh, he says, buy or sell, Arch will transfer. Arch Manning? Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't. He's not playing as the backup. Uh, I don't. I mean, shoot, I don't know. Uh, Kevin and Panagorda, bottom line, Gators basically made the same mistakes they neither couldn't afford to make, got behind, unable to crawl back from that. Georgia defense, grown men. We just don't match up yet. Proud they fought to the end. Time to regroup. Go after Arkansas in the black jerseys. Gator Man, hello. What's going on? What's going on, Shane and Steve? Hey. I just got one question for Shane. Shane, have you ever uh, went back to the huddle and, and uh, hollered at your offensive lineman because Graham Mercer's taking a beating this year? Have you ever got to that point where you say something to the offensive lineman, just give me a little time? Yeah, I, I was never one of, that guy, one of those guys because you know they're trying. Look. He could yell, scream, cuss, whatever he wants to do. They still ain't blocking Georgia. <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess Georgia's just a little different level. You know, I heard one of the offensive linemen was, was talking smack. I named number 58, but, and I saw him get whipped all day long. But that's the bottom line. Just keep your mouth shut if you can't back it up. Steve, y'all have a good day. Gator, man, thank you. 
CJ says, seems like some players on the offensive defensive lines aren't improving at all. Are we playing backups to give them experience and hopefully get competitive? Backups do play. Yeah, we we play a lot of people. Rotation. Yeah, I, I get I get kind of irritated with the rotation sometimes. Uh, Mike says, uh, listen to Napier, every presser, overused term relative to this, relative to that, complete ripoff of Saban. Surprise, you haven't picked up on this. Sounds like a pretender. We need the genuine article. He says, yes, I nitpick when they lose. <laughs> uh, Brian, hello. Hey, at least he's honest, right? <laughs> Um, hey, Shane, I, I just want – I got two things to say. Have you ever called a bad call? Never. Call never in my entire life have I, as yeah, a coach, exactly. made, a, made a bad call or had a bad play as a player. Never, ever. Oh, man, you know, it's, <laughs> hey, some people are perfect, you know. But, hey, I have another question. I, I said this on your text line this morning, but, you know, if people want Jesus, just donate. Go to Florida Victorious and donate your money. Get better players, right? Well, I mean, in this day and age, you, that that's part of it. It's the only way to change it. Well, no, it's not the only way, but it's a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it's right. a way, but, you know. All right, have All a right. Good day. Yep, thank you, Brian. Uh, Steven says, Florida started zero seniors. Do you, either of you have a sense of we'll be able to keep it all or most of those players here? I mean, you don't ever know. Yeah, I mean, some guys may leave. Some guys will possibly stay. I mean, you know, there may be some guys coming in that are better than what we have now. I don't know. And, you know, here's the thing. I'm not saying this is going to happen. But if I'm a junior, right, and I want to play, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not disparaging Florida in any way, but if I want to play for a championship, do I have, do I have the, the fortitude to stay two more years, or do I go? Well, think, th- think about Ra-Ra Thomas and uh, the Dominic Lovett. They were – premier guys on their two teams right. weren't going anywhere, had opportunity. That's Georgia wanted them. They went. And then, I mean, think about the – is it Jermaine Burton? He won the national title with Georgia and ended up transferring out to go to Alabama. See? That's, yeah. that's where I'm going. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. More with the Gator QB. Call us up. Talk sports here on Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Aiden Finley. Game 3 of the World Series takes place tonight as the Texas Rangers travel to Arizona to face the Diamondbacks. The series is currently tied 1-1. Don't miss coverage starting right here at 7 p.m. The Tampa Bay Lightning take on the visiting Seattle Kraken tonight. The Lightning have won their last two games and are looking to continue their streak. Jumping to high school volleyball, Union County and Branford face off against face off while Newberry takes on Willison in the Class 1A Volleyball Regional Finals. Switching to basketball, Gators women's basketball has an exhibition game this Wednesday against Florida Southern College. Tip off is set for 6 p.m. The Gators men basketball orange and blue scrimmage is set for Thursday. Tip off is at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Aiden Finley. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 a.m. WRUF. For a while now, I've been telling you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka, one of the best charities you can help out in the entire state of Florida. You've responded, you've helped, and the Road Heaver Boys Ranch thanks you for that. They take at-risk young boys from difficult home environments and help straighten their lives out by your donation of vehicles of just about any kind. They learn the real-life skills because after they get the vehicles, they fix them up and they resell them. So... If you have an unused vehicle of any kind, 
Please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Rancher. Donations are, in fact, tax deductible, and it helps a terrific cause. More information, easy for you. Just Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. That's rbr.org, and you can learn more. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melden Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000 at Melden Law. We won't back down. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now or at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Mike Lester believes a good financial advisor helps you map out a plan for each step of your retirement without taking a commission. Mike also happens to be the founder of Talon Wealth and is on a mission to help those near and in retirement protect and grow their nest egg. And he's ready to prove it with a Talon Satisfaction Guarantee. It's pretty simple for any new client that hires Talon to actively manage their portfolio. If you aren't satisfied after one year, for any reason, Talon will refund 100% of your advisor fees. Yep, that's right. For any new client that hires talent to actively manage their portfolio, if you aren't satisfied after one year, for any reason at all, Talon will refund 100% of your advisor fees. Call 352-751-3200 to learn more about Talon's satisfaction guarantee. That's 352-751-3200 or visit guardingyournesteg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. International Diamond Center's most anticipated sale of the year is this weekend, Friday through Sunday. Our biggest and final storewide event. Get up to 20% off or get three years zero interest financing. Getting engaged, upgrading or diamond, looking for that perfect gift. You can't miss this. IDC's best prices on all rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, fashion jewelry, even GIA certified diamonds. Save up to 20% or get three years zero interest financing. It's incredible. And it's this Friday through Sunday only and only at IDC at Celebration Point. Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways. But it's important to be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Texting privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. 
and medication can help. Naltrexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking, so you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started OrHealth to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text CLEAN to 323232 to get a secure link to OrHealth's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment, and if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Text the word CLEAN to 323232 to get started today. That's CLEAN to 323232. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Millhopper. The pizza and garlic nights are incredible. We'll have you coming back for more. When you're there, make sure you tell Kyle, the owner, that Shane sent you. I wish we had some pizza right now. I'm hungry. <laughs> Welcome back to Sports Scene. Alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email srussell at wruf.com. We appreciate the calls. We appreciate the emails. A couple of emails first, and we're going to get to Greg and Dick. Todd says, he sent emails with specific concerns I thought would be presented. Apparently, Florida wasn't ready or capable to implement any of them. <laughs> Florida couldn't create pressure on Beck, couldn't stop the run, couldn't stop McConkey and the other tight ends. Uh, defensive adjustments, were there any? Not trying to overact, overreact. No, Georgia's been the number one team for two years plus, but I've been very confused ever since Muschamp was the head coach. My question is, after watching the stark contrast on the field again, is Florida still that far behind in player talent to compete for the East, or are our ensemble of coaches not properly develop, developing and preparing the players? Uh, I, I don't know the answer to all your questions. I will tell you this, though. If you couldn't see with your own two eyes that Georgia is clearly on a different level than us, you're living in la-la land. BB says, the way I see it, the ball game was a combination of Jurassic Park and the thing parents often tell their kids on a road trip. It wasn't exactly entertainment we'd hoped for. And no, we're not there yet. <laughs> it just takes time. Uh, Brett says, look at the rosters of Georgia and Florida. Florida playing the most freshmen in the country, less talented recruits from previous staff. Recruiting and development, unfortunately, takes time. Quit the fire, everyone, after a loss. Well, okay. Email or X, whoever that was. If you do want to fire everybody, who are you going to hire? Yeah. I mean. That's, that is true. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we can delve into that more in the second hour. Greg, welcome. Well, I'll answer your question. They'd hire somebody from like Southwest Texas State. And I'm sorry for being a smart A, but I'm just kind of pissed today. I hate losing to Georgia. And for the one people, for the one caller, Steve, on your show on Saturday night that said, you know, it took Kirby Smart years to get it right. That's a bunch of BS. They literally, he went, won the East, or I'm sorry, he went, uh, right, looking at it right here. Went like 85 his first year. Second year, 9-0 and start, the best for Georgia since 1982. Won the SEC East in his second year at Georgia. Yeah, but, but, and then for us to say, though, that we're in la-la land because they're up, uh, heads and above us, then just come out and say we're the 70s Gators. I was a kid. We are. I was there. I we, can deal with it. Yeah, you yeah. said it. I saw your show, Shane. I yeah, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I try to be as honest as I can. But, but back to what, what Kirby did in year two, 
he took over Mark Rick's program, who where Mark Rick won nine or ten games every year. He was, he took over a loaded roster. So is that an indictment against Mullen, or is it that an indictment against the UAA? Uh, I think it could be. I mean, I don't know what the UAA has to do with it, but uh, well, Mullen didn't recruit. We all know from Southwest, to, you know, Louisiana Tech. But this is my last point because I really want to get to momentum, and I'll shut up. I'm, I'm pissed. I'll be honest. I hate losing to Georgia, and I hate losing to Florida State. I'm old school, and I'll, I'll hate them to the day I die. But momentum is a huge thing. They literally went for it on fourth and one. You can say what you want about that play, but the momentum shifted for the whole game. Proof, Florida gave up three touchdowns in under six minutes after that play. So my question to you, Shane, specifically since I respect you and you play ball in the NFL, how important is momentum in football? And I'll listen off air and go Gators. I mean, it's momentum, but I think the biggest momentum shift was the block punt. And again – you miss the fourth and one. It gives them a short field. I get it. They score. Then the defense has – it's perfectly legal for the defense to, to tackle them and not let them score. You know, it doesn't mean if you miss the fourth and one that you're supposed to lay down and let them run right through you or throw it over your head and not tackle. The defense has an opportunity to stop them. That didn't happen. You get it back. I think you had a sack – when was the sack fumble? I can't remember. But but we had a blocked punt that also – so it was a bad sequence – I hear you with momentum, but again, I, I, my eyes told me after the second series, these this 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 ain't a level playing field. And I got to tell you something about Georgia, and Georgia fans don't like hearing this. They got tired of Mark Richt winning eight or nine games every year. Yes, he couldn't get him to the next level, and here's all you have to do. Go back and look at, at uh, Mark Rick's last year, nine and three. Hmm. The year before that, ten and three. So he won nine games in ten games and then left. Got fired. So the cupboard wasn't bare. Dick, hello. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, great show. Hey, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you and say I wasn't disappointed in the game, and not to belabor the point on that play. Um, I definitely think I think I. I called a few weeks ago. I think I, I talked to you about, you know, I'm just a person that believes that, you know, don't start a play six yards in the backfield to get two feet. You know, I just don't like that concept. I'm not even talking about the trickery and stuff like that. To me, it just doesn't make sense when you need two feet to start six yards back. But besides that, uh, yeah, you could definitely say I'm not, you know, I have a season to me and my wife and we've gone to every game. I'm, you know, Damian George, in my opinion, you know, they just killed us on both sides of the lines. I mean, even Inglebuque, and, you know, they were just, they were just, they weren't even like stunting stuff. They were just bull rushing us and pushing our guys back. I don't know. Shane, is that like, in defensively the same way? Is that leverage? Is that just, these guys are stronger than we were? It wasn't even like they were doing like. They're bigger, they were, they're bigger, bigger, stronger, and faster than us. You can't say, I don't yeah. know what else, and better football players. Well, plus, you got tackles. I mean, Damian George was like, maybe he's the worst. I mean, Austin Barber, I think, has been struggling. I mean, he looks like maybe he's the worst athlete of the linemen. Why would we not put our best offensive linemen athletic-wise? Like, you know, we have worse down here at Tampa, which is probably the best tackle in football and probably one of the most athletic ones. How can you put a guy that's not very athletic at the tackle who's going against probably the most athletic defensive lineman on the other team. I can answer that, Dick, because they feel that they he feel is. They feel like he's the best one. That, I mean, that's what a coach I mean, Nick does. Saban, who's pretty good, thought Damian George was good enough to give him a scholarship, and he just ain't panned out. And he got beat the other day. 
uh, the Georgia guy is just better than he is. Dick, thank you for your call. Uh, Daryl, you got two minutes. Go. Yes, sir. This is a line of scrimmage lead. We got to realize that. Um, our two tackles, it's a struggle. You know, I'm just sitting there watching. Well, Shane, after you talked a couple weeks ago that we just got to get in front of somebody, I'm, we're not even able to get in front of anybody. <laughs> just let, let, just let him run. Or something. Yeah, just it's, let him run you over and take a charge, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's brutal just watching that because we're. I mean, I, if I was Graham Mertz, I'd probably get in my feet. Hey, man, don't help me up. I mean, they come back and help me all the time, but he's he's getting murdered back. He has no time. And then on top of that, listen to pre, uh, Kirby's press conference, and he kind of mentioned Coach Mullen about the guy didn't like the recruit. So we're kind of dealing with that right now. We have a recruiter. We've got to give it some time. It's going to take some time, man, because we are, we are, there's some big holes on this team. And it's glaring when we go against these teams like a Georgia and what Kentucky did to us. So we just got to give it some time, man. I think Coach Mullen, Coach. Uh, Napier is the right man, but it's going to take some time. He's got to get the Jimmy and Joes in here. All right, Daryl. Thank you. That's appreciate where I'm you. At. I All right. Thank it. you for your call. Uh, okay, Ken, you got about it. I'll give you a minute. Go ahead, Ken. Run. Okay. Um, I don't think Florida is that bad. I think it, the problem is that Georgia's that good. Uh, uh, Nick Saban's first year was six and six. I'm an Alabama fan, and I know what it's like to get your butt whooped by Georgia because they whipped us a couple of years ago. And so I just, I just, sympathize with the Gators, but I say, you know, give Billy Napier some time. I think you guys are going to get better, and uh, I say go Gators. All right, Ken, thank you. That's hour one, hour two coming up. Stay with us on Sports Scene ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-897-5406. 800-897-5406. That's 800-897-5406. Your home is full of potential, and small changes can make a huge difference. So make your list, pick your designs, and when you're ready to make that potential come to life, rely on Radiant Credit Union to help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit RadiantCU.org potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and know your zone. In the case of an evacuation, have a plan to go to a hurricane shelter, hotel, or stay with a family or friends. If you're ordered to evacuate, you need to leave. You can rebuild your home, but you cannot rebuild your life. 
This hurricane season, know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Gary's Tackle Box, Gainesville's destination for fishing equipment and supplies for over 30 years, is now having one giant retirement sale. Find huge savings on all your favorite brands on sale now through November 22nd before they close their doors forever. Incredible store-wide discounts on rods, reels, lures, apparel, sunglasses, and more. Don't miss it. Gary's Tackle Box Retirement Sale for discounts on everything you need for a successful catch. And from everyone at Gary's Tackle Box, thanks for fishing with us. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. The Titan Morano insurance is no problem. Titan Morano has same-day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMorano.com. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene. Alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Daniel Haviv, our producer today. Uh, lots of stuff. Three nine two eight two five five. Email s russell at wruf Shaner, I think this question from Bobby is a really good one. He says Ray Golf went forty six thirty four and one in his seven years at Georgia, but faced Spurrier every year. Shane, do you believe Napier shown enough on the field today that gives you confidence he has the wherewithal to be better than Golf? when going up against Kirby Smart. Do I think Billy Napier's a better coach than Ray Golf? Well, in other words, Golf had a pretty good record. Right, right. Here, here's the thing. I know Kirby a little bit, but I respect the heck out of him. Uh, he treated my son like you would not believe when he was up there for a one-day visit back in like 2017, 2018. But the dude has – I firmly believe that he's going to surpass what Nick Saban's done. I, because he's done it in a short – he's already won – he won more games in his first 100 games as a head coach than anybody that's ever coached the game. But I guess his question is that golf was pretty good. Right. Couldn't beat Spurrier. Oh, you're saying so – do I think Napier's pretty good but just can't beat Jordan? Yeah. Well, I, I, I do think Billy Napier's a good football coach. I don't think hiring an offensive coordinator is going to change anything because who are you going to hire – I, I just won't that, – that's, that's what blows my mind. Billy Napier got the job who was sought after other – we weren't the only Power 5 school that wanted him, folks. But he got the job because of what he, was, what he did there. It's no different than what Coach Spurrier – he got the job here because what he did at Duke. Yes. Okay, uh, let me say that again. Duke. And nobody knew who Duke he was. back then. And nobody, nobody knew who he was either. Yeah. Okay. So is he calling plays that you like or don't like? Look. He got the job because of what he's done. But we haven't had a, uh, a legitimate roster. I mean, last year we, were, we, we didn't have any playmakers. Let's be honest. I think we have playmakers here. I like our playmakers. We just can't block right now. And it's a combination of both. So I, I'm kind of rambling here because my question is, I don't know what the answer is. All I know is Georgia ain't going anywhere, and it's scary. Eric says, seems like the right side of our offensive line can't handle the speed rush. Multiple sacks, a caused fumble. Should we try somebody else over there, put a running back on that side to help? Well, we saw what happened. Well, that's why ETN doesn't play as much as the fans want because in pass protection, he got destroyed. Uh, they did put Cameron Waits in there, I think, the last couple of series, and he played better. But, he, but it's hard to gauge that because the game was out of control. Uh, and then we did sometimes keep a tight end to that side. 
Um, so we'll see how it goes moving forward. Andrew's with us now. Hi, Andrew. Yeah, uh, I was listening to a pregame on WRUF, and I don't know. It did, what you guys were saying didn't at all happen. <laughs> they were like, hey, yeah, we got to take chances. We got this is a rivalry. We're, we're a rivalry. Throw it up. You could throw it out the door, like all the stuff because a rivalry. I'm like, uh, I'm thinking, like, do we some point gotta respect Georgia because they're really good? Like that we need to like, I don't know, like, like just I don't know. The wheels fell off like the first quarter. Like, is there? No, it was ten seven. Ten seven into the first. I was right. happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, but is there a respect aspect where you just like, hey, we gotta we gotta make sure the wheels don't fall off the first, you know, right away that we could. Well, they but they didn't fall know. off right away, and that's the point he's making. It was t- <laughs> it was ten seven. They were in the game. Second quarter, yeah, different the, story. Yeah, yeah, but like on defense, like why couldn't uh, the the drives were just like instant touchdowns? Like I'm like. Is there any way to slow this team down, like, at all? All right. Like, like Andrew, thank you for your call. Um, I don't know. Um, well, that's why I have no problem with Billy Napier going for it on fourth and one because I think Billy saw when we took the 7 nothing lead, just like we did at South Carolina on the opening possession, like four or five plays later, it's a tie ball game. He's probably going, okay, we're going to have to steal some possessions or do something to try to stay ahead of these guys. And here's the other thing. I understand there's a risk-reward to whatever that that you do. But if you are a double-digit underdog, don't you have to take some chances? Now, we could argue wrong place to take the chance, Mm -hmm. right? But if if Gator fans, I think, understood talent-wise, Georgia's better, period, period. So you got to take some chances. It didn't work. Right. That's what happens it's when just you take like, a chance. Like people were just going ballistic on my show about the double reverse. I'm like, I have zero problem with that. We had a bad exchange, and then our wide receiver coming back to the reverse side didn't seal his man off, so it was not a good play. The execution was horrible, but that's not a bad play call. Jeff says, I think the talent level, especially the skill positions, are better than, than our win-loss record would reflect. Think we're getting beat on the line of scrimmage. What are the prospects to upgrade our line, especially through the portal? Well, we'll see. That's mm-hmm. the sixty-four thousand dollar question, and I think they're going to have to go in the portal to get that. Um, okay, there's an, an email here. I I don't have time to read because it's like seven paragraphs long. Kevin says, wondering in the past if head coaches were calling plays, would they stay on the sideline close to the action to be on the other end of the sideline away from action? Majority of the game, except for timeouts, Napier is on the opposite end of the sideline where the so offense can, had the ball. So he can see. You could get he he stands back so you can kind of get a visual picture of what's happening. Don, we actually had some success running the ball, but the score may have dictated getting away from the run. With an inconsistent offensive line, is it easier for them to run block versus pass block? I mean, most linemen, if you ask them, they'd rather run block. Um, look, it is hard to block people. Especially, I mean, if you watch games yesterday, those are the greatest players in the world. The highly paid linemen can't block. It's hard. He also said, he heard you say George had 170 yards after initial contact. I don't know if I said that, but it seemed like they, well, 
I don't know if after contact, I know they had a lot of yak yards after the catch. Uh, I mean, McConkey, you know, he just put his foot in the ground in reverse field, and there was nobody there multiple times. Florida can't cover that dude. He's a good player, man. Can't, they cannot cover him. Um, Jim says, appreciate your positive and truthful comments. Dogs are way ahead of 95% of the Division One football teams. As you said, George isn't going anywhere. It's taken eight years to build that team. Well, it's actually less than that. But I'm 68. Remember, wait till next year. Hope the younger fans from the HBC and Meyer, Tebow, Eric can chill out and cheer the Gators, give our uh, team a, and coach a chance to build it back. Um, Russ says, Novell won eight games his first two years and lost to Jacksonville State. Have a great day. I, I have a hard time when people compare their rebuild to ours because I, I don't think the ACC's ever been very good, Steve. It's, you know, it's been Clemson, and, and you can throw a couple other teams that have played pretty well in there, but this is a different animal you're dealing with when you talk Bama and Georgia. Uh, let's get to Rick. Hi, Rick. Hey, guys. Got a quick question regarding the offensive line. We got that fourth and one. How come we're not bringing Watson off the bench, putting him at guard, putting another big dude behind Mertz, and then just running it right up the middle? Well, you can do that, but, but I would not put Watson in there, first of all. Uh, we ran, we've just run. Guard. Yeah, I know he can't no, handle any other position. We don't, but just, we don't know if he can block as a guard, but what I'm saying, we've run the quarterback sneak multiple times this year for a first down. Okay, We scored on a touchdown with it. Billy just called a different play, hadn't shown it on tape, and like I said, you got to give a lot of credit to number two for the Georgia Bulldogs because a lot of people at his position would have not been disciplined. And like I said, if he's not disciplined, if he just takes the wrong step, Travis Etienne could still be running. Yeah, unfortunately, didn't happen. But it, it, that had that had to do with the game. They were going to blow us out regardless. Amen to that. Okay. Thank you for your Thank call, you. Rick. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Mike and Norman Beach, combination of the fourth down trick play and Merch's fumble, which both created short fields, definitely changed momentum, affected the score. However, no bearing on the outcome of the game as it stands. George would have beaten Florida 10 out of 10 times. Very, very well said. Uh, Tony, hello. Hello. Tony, go ahead. Hey, fellas. How you doing? Okay. Good. There's just. You know, I'm not as down as some fans are, but it's two things that kind of stood out that left an impression in my head from the game. Um, one goes back to spring ball when the media and anybody who watched Florida play questioned um, Cosell about the offensive tackle. Um, was he a right tackle? And he, he in fact, he said yes. When anybody who played football or coached a little bit, or, you know, know that that kid is not a right tackle. His feet is not just too slow. And the other thing was on the punt block, the um, Georgia had basically had an overload in the middle. High school coaches know that you know you bring guys in to um, to you know counter that. Florida didn't move; they stayed in the spread state. And that's just for guys be making that kind of money and not being able to coach that up and make adjustments. That's that stood out to me from Saturday. Well, well, you can they can overload and you can still stay in that spread out. It just changes your different gaps that you're you're responsible for. It, it, it you can you can keep that from being blocked. We we had terrible technique and we did communicate and it was a disaster. All right, thanks, bro. Tony. Thank you. Mark says, were there any injuries during the game due to the new sod installed days before the game? I think that was completely dangerous putting a new sod so soon. Yeah, it was a lot of seams out there uh, when I was walking around. I don't 
I, I do know that I think Shamar James tweaked his knee before, before the, game. the game. Yep. Uh, and then he came out of the game. So I don't know if that had anything to do with the side, though. Tim says Georgia has 44 players with three to five years playing experience. Florida has 11. Roster's young. Top end of the current recruiting class is heavy on the defensive side of the ball. Napier knows where we need the most help. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. More to come. Questions, calls, and comments. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Aiden Finley. Game three of the World Series takes place tonight as the Texas Rangers travel to Arizona to face the Diamondbacks. The series is currently tied 1-1. Don't miss coverage starting right here at 7 p.m. The Tampa Bay Lightning take on the visiting Seattle Kraken tonight. The Lightning have won their last two games and are looking to continue their streak. Jumping to high school volleyball, Union County and Branford face off while Newberry takes on Williston in the Class 1A Volleyball Regional Finals. Sticking with volleyball, the Gator volleyball team suffered a 0-3 loss to Arkansas yesterday. They look to bounce back on Friday when they face off against the Tennessee Volunteers. This has been your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Aiden Finley. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Hey, Bill, is that the good people at Southeast Car Agency? The Cousins family want to tell you hello and thank you for your business. A lot of people have given business to Southeast Car Agency over the years because they've been in business for 40-plus years, including me. I've been a customer for a long time. I purchased numerous vehicles over the years from Southeast Car Agency, and I must tell you in all candor, every one of them has been really good to me. Lasted me a long time, just regular maintenance and sales staff that was really helpful. Never hard sold me, never tried to pressure me into buying a certain kind of vehicle at a certain price point. They let me look, they let me test drive. They will do the very same thing for you. When you go, you'll see a great variety of vehicles, a great selection of vehicles to choose from, different price points, different makes, different models. Go online, secars.com. You can check them out that way as well. As I always tell you, when you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Got a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako and Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Top tier tree specialists specializes in tree removal, tree trimming, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris hauling, and emergency tree service. We are experts in storm recovery and have the team and the proper equipment to provide you with professional results. Trust your tree service needs to the experts at top tier tree specialists. And don't wait for disaster to strike. Visit us online at toptiertreespecialists.com. Licensed and insured for your protection. 
The biggest and final store-wide sale of the year is this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide, up to 20% off virtually everything. Or get 36 months, zero interest financing. Double the selection. Designers showcasing their entire collections. Viragio, Simon G, A. Jaffe, and so many more. It's a three-day, $60 million event. Lowest prices before the holidays. And over a 1,000 new diamonds. Trust me, you can't miss it. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. Only at IDC at Celebration Point. On approved credit. Hey, it's Steve Russell. You need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply. Stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Now, Trexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking so you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Or Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text CLEAN to 323232 to get a secure link to Or Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment and if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Text the word CLEAN to 323232 to get started today. That's CLEAN to 323232. Inside the Huddle with Steve Sperger, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Silverback Concrete knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback has got your back. Okay, we'll continue to take your calls, questions, and comments. Uh, By the way, Daniel said that the Florida-LSU game could be played at like 75 different times, (laughs) uh, except for noon. There's, uh, I'm trying to. That's that's next week, right? Yeah, yeah. It, I can't remember. I looked at the the SEC schedule. It could be three thirty seven or seven. It's not going to be three thirty because that's going to be Georgia Ole Miss. You'd think that. Yeah, but it's yeah. probably going to be a night game. Y- yeah, especially that's, there. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay, uh, I, I'm guessing this is old boy. Yes, sir. How you okay. doing? Good. How you guys doing today? Good. Yeah, long time dog fan, long time dog fan, and uh, love you guys' show. And uh, just sitting here listening to a lot of, a lot of calls coming in, and uh, man, I just feel sorry for you guys having to keep it uh, G-rated um, <laughs> as far as repeating the same thing uh, over and over. But uh, eventually, you guys will get get better. Um, I just want to say this, and and I'll get off, but. Uh, me personally, I think you guys missed that train a long time ago. I think the perfect hire with you guys should have been Charlie Strong. He was a good recruiter, and uh, kids love playing through uh, for him. Uh, would have run through a brick wall for that guy. Um, as far as the game, uh, like Shane has said repeatedly on the show today, 
uh, light years away, light years. And it's just uh, the it, it starts with recruiting, and the cupboards were left bare. Uh, the previous coach just didn't believe in that, and it's not fair to uh, uh, Coach Napier, uh, all the negativity that he's getting now. He, he just doesn't have anything to work with. Okay. You guys are getting there, though. All right. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh, John Shaner says, uh, I keep hearing callers, coaches like Stoops, constantly talk about getting better players, how Kirby stacked recruiting classes back-to-back. Recruiting is the lifeblood of any program, but there's more to it with Georgia. They're big and strong and fast. It's also extraordinary coaching and development. Listen to the NFL GMs. Shane realizes this. This team is disciplined, rarely plays out of position. Time to start admitting that. Yeah, I mean, defensively, I don't think you'll find two better defensive minds uh, than Muschamp and Kirby Smart. Um, offensively, it's a very simple offense. Not a whole lot going on, but they're very good at what they do. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're not going anywhere. Colonel Tom says, I don't hear many folks talking about footwork and quickness. Some of the linemen look like they're stuck in cement. Georgia wore us out both sides of the ball. Strength, quickness, and technique can be improved on, but you have to have a base to start from. Uh, John says, will our biggest worry for the season be losing players like Pearsall? Well, he's a senior, so you're going to lose him anyway. And several other very good players that we have who want to play for a championship team. That's the point I made. Yeah, I mean, that's in today's world, that's, that's happening not just at Florida. It's happening all over the country. Yeah, and that's – I mean, look, the, I, we would be naive to think that – if that's what the selling point is and you have a chance to win it that somebody wouldn't go. I mean, that's just because you would probably do it too. <laughs> and how it is. Roger says, Gator fans need to buckle up for the remainder of the year. Schedule literally next year has one gimme. No quick fixes for the problems left behind by Mullen. Needed to get and keep the Jimmys and Joes. The good news, Georgia really only has one direction to go. Yeah, but the question is, Roger, when do they go? Um Allen says, I thought we got a bad spot on the replay. Never should have needed to go forward on fourth. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I thought so, too. And then not only what, what really hampered our uh, chances of getting that was it was the last play of the quarter. So we go to one of those long, dang timeouts on CBS. Then they, they have all that time to look at it. Then they come back, and then they make the announcement that they're going to review it. I don't know why they don't review it while we're in the timeout. But, uh, yeah, that, that hurt for sure. Uh, let's see here. All right, we'll get a call here real quick. Uh, Mike, hello. Oh, thank you for taking my call. One mm-hmm. comment about recruiting and another one that's off topic. We just finished the number three class from what I read, and I think recruiting for four and five stars is a almost a zero-sum game. There's only so many of those guys that go around, and we need to shut the borders of Florida from being raided by Georgia. They've stolen so many players out of the state the last four or five years and we have to have help with FSU and Miami to do that and we need to get up in Georgia and start recruiting Atlanta area better because if we start squeezing them in that way instead of number one classes they might be 8, 9, 10, 12 we have to think strategically at beating them and recruiting not only here but in their state as well because Florida and Georgia the bulk of the players that we sign my off-topic comment was, you said last week, how can we have so many nice days for football? Wasn't it supposed to be El Nino? Well, the atmosphere is set up, but you have to wait for the December storm track to drop down, and then we're going to be nasty 
after Thanksgiving, probably through March. And those oh. are my two comments. Okay. I, I, my question to you is about your recruiting. We are trying to do all that stuff. Good. I mean, you, I mean, but if you're a kid and they come to you and you have a chance to go win a national title immediately and make X amount of dollars, you know, it doesn't matter if you live in Atlanta, Georgia, or Gainesville, Florida, you're probably going to do that. So, I mean, they all the issues you just mentioned, trust me, they're on top of those. Mike, thank you for your call, and thank you for the weather update, too. Are we going to have bad weather when I'm ready to play golf every day? Yeah, because I, I was asking – Megan Borowski from our weather center always does the weather forecast for the game, and, you know, she says El Nino is going to bring, like, a lot of rain. When? Uh, well, that's what I said. Like, it's almost October here. I mean, I'm November here. Uh, but now he says it's going to be late till December. So Like every day? Not every day, but it's going to be wetter and wet than normal, supposedly. Mm. And we haven't had rain in three weeks. Yeah. So go figure. Um, okay. Uh, I, I think this is Daniel, and I can't read this all, Dan. You've got to send me shorter emails than this, dude, because <laughs> I cannot read these. Um, um, he says, everybody agrees Georgia has superior talent, so why be surprised? Given the superior talent differential, everybody called for the offense and play calling to be aggressive. Prior to that fourth down, Georgia had the ball twice and scored twice with ease. Uh, needed to take a risk. And compared to the Kentucky game, I felt like we played a better game than at Kentucky. Less silly penalties, better play calling, more effort. Yeah, I got beat at the line of scrimmage, but in the game, it was a talent issue. We saw or learned what happens when a championship team plays to its level against a lesser team that still plays well. Georgia converted every opportunity, made Florida pay with every slight mishap, made every correct assignment. I agree with that. I, you know, I feel like you go back to the Kentucky game. That's the one game that stands out. Well, Utah too, Steve. We just we 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 just did some dumb stuff, but we didn't play uh, as well offensively as we have the last couple of weeks. And and I agree with the the emailer. I mean, we were kind of aggressive play calling because, look, Billy Billy watched a lot more tape than any of us. You know, going to this game, he knew what he was up against. Bob in Atlanta, Billy was trying to get the momentum and shock Georgia with going forward on fourth down with a trick play. As Shane said, if the Georgia play doesn't cover ETN, he's still running around for a touchdown. Remember the HBC went forward on fourth down in Knoxville a few years back with Danny and scored and shocked Rocky Top Gators one. Mike Griffith at Dog Nation told Kirby Smart that starting Stetson Bennett was going to get him fired at Georgia. That's the year they won their first national title. Yeah, I mean, uh, I will I will say this too because I, I thought Carson Beck was outstanding. I was just going to bring it up next. We'll talk more about that, Shane, because I'm totally with you in that. 128 time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Where is your pain? In your knees, your hips, your back? Don't let it sideline you any longer. And don't let them tell you surgery is the only option. Call QC Kinetics now for the future of pain relief. Hey, it's Tommy Bodine, paid spokesperson for QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue the natural way. This is the science of using properties from your own body to bring you lasting relief with no drugs and no downtime. QC Kinetics is trusted by patients all over America. 
Over 150 clinics nationwide with advanced protocols that can help get you moving again. Get started now so you can live big in 2024. Talk about a great use of your FSA or HSA. Put them to work getting you the relief you need so badly. Let the medical professionals at QC Kinetics give you a better path toward that pain-free life. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Can you imagine rising for work before the crack of dawn? Tending to hundreds of acres of land before dusk. Well, that's what happens on 47,000 Florida farms every day. Florida's farmers work hard to grow nutritious food for you and your family. And you can help support them by enjoying delicious, fresh-from-Florida produce. Look for the sunny, fresh-from-Florida logo where you shop, or visit freshfromflorida.com to learn more. Attention, Florida healthcare workers. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for you. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location and great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try our fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use our concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. And buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now or at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Worn out tires are a danger to you, your passengers, and other drivers. TireRack.com reminds you to inspect your tires regularly. Grab a quarter, stick it in the tread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Go to my page, TireRack.com slash Dan. Use the Tire Decision Guide to find the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Goodyear tires and tread confidently. TireRack.com. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. The 40th running of the Breeders' Cup World Championships is finally here. It's the ultimate racing showdown that every owner, trainer, jockey around the globe has their sights set on. With $31 million in purses and awards, there's a lot at stake, but only the best will claim the coveted title of world champion. Coverage begins Friday, November 3rd on USA, continues Saturday, November 4th on USA and NBC. And you can always visit BreedersCup.com, BreedersCup.com to learn more. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sunny and warm this afternoon, highs in the mid to upper 80s. Tonight, cooling down to the low 60s with areas of fog to kick off Halloween. It'll be a warm Halloween afternoon with highs again in the mid to upper 80s. But a front approaches Halloween night, turning windy. Lows Wednesday morning in the mid 50s. Highs Wednesday afternoon in the mid to upper 60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! Imagine taking your kids, you walk out, you're going to go get something to eat, or you're leaving, and a fight breaks out where you got 15 or 20 guys just throwing haymakers. 
This should be really on the owners. Spend the money, protect your home. That Bears fight you saw was Bears fans against each other, <laughs> which is actually nice to see some fights. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. No radio access? Don't worry. We have you covered. Listen to Gators play-by-play anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. We are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Meal Hopper. The pizza and garlic nuts are incredible. When you're there, tell Kyle that Shane sent you. Okay, we got another half hour left on Sports Scene. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Tim is on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Tim, hello. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. A um, couple things. As Gator fans, I think we need to – we're kind of fortunate that the way the schedule usually plays out. Typically, we get Kentucky before Georgia. Now, nobody knows if that'll happen again. But until we beat Kentucky, there shouldn't be a fan on the wearing orange and blue talking about beating the dogs. It, you know, it's a good test for us when we play Kentucky. Do we get out physical by Kentucky? Then we're sure as heck going to get out physical in Jacksonville. So that's the first thing. The second thing is pregame, you know, coach had talked a lot about, oh, we, we focused on turnovers. We really want to get the turnovers. So theoretically, you have to assume he wanted to win the turnover battle, right? He understands the value of turning the ball over. He also understands that their players at this point are better than our players. So, it reeks of desperation at that point. And I know you've been over it and I know you disagree, but it's just, you're not playing to remain in the game as long as you can when you know you have a deficit of talent. And when you have a deficit of talent, it seems to me that you should do everything you can to prolong the game in hopes that maybe they make a mistake, the ball bounces your way, something good happens. We didn't do that. So while we don't have the Jimmys and Joes, I also still question our X's and O's. And both can be true. We can not have the talent, and we can also not have the right ideas at the right times. I mean, we're throwing halfback passes with with running backs. We threw one earlier for an interception at an important time in the season. Like, it's just there's some really strange calls that reek of things that you might do at Louisiana Tech. That when, those pl- when those plays work, Tim, they're great. They yeah. are. They're yeah, I, I, I've called plays, and I've been on teams that do that. I had zero problem with any of our trick plays at all because that's you think they're going to work, and sometimes they don't. Look, the the greatest coach yeah. we've ever had at this school called multiple trick plays, okay? Sure. Did they all work? No. No, and it's well, – That's know, what I'm and, saying. And again, if it, I'm not so much – If it, it works, it's so the play no, call. It's the, it's the theory of, man, you know you're down in talent. Why are you not working to extend this game as long as possible? Because, if this goes bad, it goes catastrophically bad, right? It's not like you're at the 50 or you're at their 40. Like, if it goes bad right now, it's going to go really bad. And it did, and it turned, and it went really bad. Now, well, the risk he was willing to take, but I question the value of that risk. Well, I, 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 hear, I, I totally hear what you're saying, but, okay, if you don't make the fourth and one, defense, how about making a stop? Sure, and theoretically we could have the ball blocked on that punt right then anyway. You know what I mean? So there's no guarantee we get the next that punt off anyhow. You know what I mean? But it just I okay. don't know. It, I, it, I got you. I hope you guys get my point. That's all. I Thank got you. you. We got it, Tim. Thank you. 
Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, guys. One thought on how to catch Georgia and one question about the Florida LSU game. Hey, guys, forever going back to Saban, it seemed like guys wanted to go to the NFL and um, and go to the playoffs. And um, now it looks to me like these guys want to go to the NFL, want to go to the playoffs and get paid, NIL and all that jazz. I think the only way that people are going to catch uh, Georgia and probably Alabama still to a little extent is the extended expanded playoff. Wait, and that kicks in next year, right? What do you mean how it's gonna, they're going to catch them? Um, I believe the big selling thing on the recruiting trail that oh. allows Georgia and Alabama to fish in a different pond than the rest of the SEC is is they can say, we go to the playoffs every year and the rest of the league doesn't. No, I, I, I hear you. I mean, th- yeah, that's true. And they usually play for a national title in the recent years. So, uh, I don't know. I just uh, – Alabama has a lot of really good players, and we know what they've done over the years, but I think Georgia is going to severely pass them by. Yeah, and, of course, the expanded playoff kicks in next year, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, if you go back and look at it, I think it's unfair to all these coaches to expect them to compete with Georgia and Alabama because they've got five stars at every position. Name me another school, maybe LSU doesn't even have five stars at every position. Well, that's coaching, and that's, I mean – that that's why when you, when you, some are better than others. When you come into a game, when you come into a game as a fourteen and a half point dog, it's unreal, unrealistic for a coach to expect your coach to win any kind of ball game like that. That rarely happens. However, Mac Brown has lost back to back weeks, being huge huge favorites to Georgia yeah. Tech and Virginia. Guys, I'm enjoying the fall of Clemson. Of course, D- Dabo has refused to participate in the. Uh, portal. wonder if that's going to change, but there is that. But hey, last thing for you guys, I guess y'all mentioned the conference put the hold on the uh, 13-day window or whatever on the TV schedule two weeks out. Where's the Florida LSU game this year? LSU. Okay, sounding to me like barring a Missouri upset of Georgia, Georgia Ole Miss is going to be the 330, leaving the other two big games, Missouri-Tennessee and Florida LSU is night game. So it looks like a trip to a Tiger Stadium at night might be uh, nearly a slam dunk. Yeah, I think they said three thirty, seven or seven thirty. So, either one. Yeah, you hang in there. All right, thank you. Uh, Adrian says we talked about it on Friday's show. Billy needed to be aggressive via trick plays and fourth downs. Even said if they worked, he'd be a genius, and if not, he'd be a fool. <laughs> I, for one, I'm happy he went for it. Sure, he could have played conservative and maybe kept the game closer, but I'll always be in favor of doing what you can, what you can to give your team the best shot at winning the game or not keeping it close. Shane, I guess that's philosophy. Because I get it. If you play conservative, then, okay, you're not going to make a mistake, but you're still going to get beat, I don't know, you know, 38 to 16. Yeah, because he watched tape, and I think he said, you know, leading up to the game, this is a pretty good team. Uh, but you're, you're, it's 10-7 when you, run, when you run the fake. If we punt it there, they're probably going to score in five or six plays anyway. And I, you know, I, I, like I said, I had no problem with it. Uh, I know people about the play call, the design, but I tip my hat to number two for Georgia. And here's the other thing, and I know we're beating a dead horse here because you're either going to be the, the simplicity of this is you either think it's a crummy call and never should have called it at that particular time of the game, even if it worked, right? And I've never heard somebody say that because if it worked, Nobody's going to criticize it then. Correct. That, that's the point. But then, because of what happened afterwards, <clears throat> that that play changed the momentum. Well, 
We still ain't going to be able to block them. That's thank you. <laughs> that that we still play, can't tackle them. That play did not make Florida block any better or do any. That probably would have happened anyway. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Paul says I know his fault it is for the loss. His he wore the same shirt he wore when we lost to Kentucky. Well, Dad, gummit. Uh, I shouldn't have, but I was so lazy I didn't wear the one I usually wear. I'll take the hit, he says, <laughs> and uh, never do it again. Uh, Burn that shirt. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see if I can get a couple of more here quickly. Uh, Richard says, an awesome play by the Dogs' second string tight end. Where was boarding him? He'd been impressive in previous games. He played. I don't know if he got any catches or not, but yeah. He had one. Oscar Delps, oh boy, he's a, he's a really good player. Yeah. See, they got a lot of good players. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, and Delp wasn't. I mean, I mean he he'd, was, play, he'd already played a bunch. Yeah, he wasn't Bowers like, but he right. was. He he helped in the offense. Uh, Andrew said it. That last Tim caller gets it. We are Wisconsin in the Wisconsin Ohio State rivalry. The last time they beat them was in 2010. We have to milk the clock, be conservative, and desperately hope for a mistake in the fourth quarter until we get better recruits. But if we did that, people will be complaining that we weren't being aggressive. Tommy says, I feel the UAA should have a major multi-million dollar capital improvement on facilities every year. I hope they're not complacent and satisfied with the status quo. Well, that can't be every year, Tommy, but I think, you know, if you're looking at a guy who was talking about facilities, I'm looking at the guy, right? Yeah, and, and quite honestly, we got a great facility now, but it's already behind Florida, I mean, uh, Alabama and Georgia. They've already redone their new stuff and added to theirs. Yep, and that's why Florida's continually playing. I mean, not that Florida's facility isn't nice. It that's is. what I'm saying. It's, it's outstanding, but... Pat, Patty says, wearing black uniforms for upcoming games seems very appropriate for the Gators, <laughs> given fans being in mourning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, one more segment coming up, 143. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Tonight, Game 3 of the World Series moves to Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. The Diamondbacks and the Rangers enter the game tied in the series. Catch coverage right here at 7. In the NFL, the Jaguars and Dolphins have both improved their records to 6-2 and two after their wins yesterday. The Jags beat the Steelers on the road and the Dolphins won at home against the Patriots. In Gator Sports, Florida men's golf tee off in their last tournament of the fall today at the East Lake Cup in Atlanta, Georgia. The Gators are currently in first place at four under par. And on the court, Gator Volleyball was swept by Arkansas yesterday. They hope to recover as they prepare for their match against Tennessee on Friday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. 
modern to import, diesel trucks, and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable. So I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them, and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. <laughs> I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. <laughs> I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend it. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15 day guarantee. Call now. 800 897 5406. 800 897 5406. 800 897 5406. That's 800 897 5406. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Severe weather hits Gainesville. WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator Women's Volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem, and Titan MRI has same-day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome into our last segment 
392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. David, hello. Hey, Steve. Hey, Shane. Uh, let me just start off with my mea culpa. I guess I let my heart get a little bit in front of me as opposed to my brain when I predicted that we'd win 35-17. However, having said that, I, uh, I do like our team. Um, I think that there's, uh, there's reason for, uh, for good hope. Congrats to Georgia. They, uh, they, they, they're an all-round, really, really solid team. I don't know that it's the best team I've ever seen. Uh, but at many positions, I think we're equal or as good, but clearly not on either line. Uh, would, would they have eight sacks against us, I think, on the day? And things kind of snowballed after the fourth down effort, but I don't, I don't regret Coach's call there, only that he didn't make it. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to point out one other stat that I think is interesting. That my eyes seem to tell me we're doing better, but nowhere close to Georgia, and it showed up on that fourth down play. Georgia had 170 yards after first contact with a Florida defender. That's a lot of yards and tells us that we're not getting the guys down like we should. But it seems like like we're a little improved in that arena. Do you think so? I think we're a better football team than we were last year. Uh, we still got a yeah. lot of weaknesses. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, so it was 170 yards after the first initial contact. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we had a lot of yards after the catch without even being touched, too. Um, look, we we didn't really we didn't play well at all. I mean, they're just clearly better than us. I don't know how else to say it. Sometimes you just gotta say, "Hey, that team's better than you." Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, one of you guys said, "Congratulations, number two. I mean, he was able to get down our guy um, um, on first contact when he was trying like hell. I would say probably four times out of ten, he would have been able to break that tackle and get away, but or or make the move to get the first down. But on the fourth down, it didn't happen. Yeah, congrats to George, I guess, right now, even though I hate that. All right. Um. I, all right. I'll let you go. All right. Go yep, David. Thank you. I got a bunch of calls to take here. Kevin, hello. Hey, thanks, guys, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, just I got two real quick questions. One. Uh, Shane, in all of your time of, of coaching and playing the game and everything like that, um, have you ever seen where they take the defensive backs and the safeties and run them through like a wide receiver-type training to stop some of these uh, pass interference calls and turn these defensive players into receivers once they're guarding? Uh, no. you know, Usually at practice you have officials out there majority of the time that when you do one-on-ones you do seven on seven they you have legitimate officials to help your team get better uh not having interference or not holding or things of that nature right okay yeah because no no uh play specific or game specific but it just seems like my wife doesn't understand i get so furious at the tv when a guy's blocking somebody and the guy he's blocking the receiver's running downfield and he's got his head turned backwards and the defender doesn't and i'm like why aren't they training these guys these defensive guys to be receivers just turn around they're throwing the ball to you not to the guy you're covering it, I don't know. It just it just drives me insane. I just like stop with the you know you watch an NFL and it's it's a totally different game. You hardly ever see it, but you you know I just I thought maybe there would be some kind of training where they would teach them how to maybe be receivers instead of blockers to help stop some of the you know the um, 
right. I have to have interference calls. But anyway, and then the second part, um, real quick, have you do you know of any of these coaches that are like investing in like businesses that would help like influence some of this NIL money to persuade players to come to their team? Like, you know, say I'm Coach X and I go. Yeah, I don't. I don't think coaches are allowed to do any of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. Okay, thank you for your call. AC, hello. Hey, guys. Appreciate you all taking the call. A couple quick comments. Uh, Steve, I just put up a uh, a little um, uh, text on to the Facebook thing. Look, look at how Georgia has recruited in the last five years. Their worst class has been number four. They've had two number ones, and this is what we're dealing with. And if there was one play from Saturday's game, um, we caught a little hitch pass, and their linebacker defensive back came in and stuck us right as the ball was delivered and got us down. And that is really the explanation of the difference of freshmen playing seniors right there. They're in place, they're sticking, and we're out there chasing guys around, watching them do these Ike Hilliard moves and cut it up the, uh, the opposite way. And this is just where we're at. And uh, I want to second that comment. You know, we go back to when Mullen had Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. I mean, that was a generational talent-type team that, that got Georgia with some injuries and a lot of drop balls from their sides. Otherwise, we'd be like 0-9 against them right now. So, I mean, how are we going to do this? Nobody's going to out-scheme them. We're just going to have to play ball and be better at them at what they're doing, and that's going to take a while. Part of that, I think, AC, is you kind of mentioned it, and I was going to mention this at the end of the show today is that it's a young – if I all things being equal, I want a senior over a freshman, all things being equal. And that's what Georgia has a nice mix of. They've got veteran guys, that, and they've infused some young talent. A lot of what Florida has is just young. Yeah, and I want to uh, piggyback on the, the plays he's talking about. They were the same exact plays. We threw the slant – to uh, Eugene Wilson the third, he splits them, scores a touchdown. It was a cover one, one high safety, man. Okay, the very next series we called the same play, but Georgia went to a different coverage. They played quarters, there's four across. So that one safety on that side with the, where Trey ran the slant, there's nobody to hold him, so he has free access to come clobbering, and he did. We held on to it, but Georgia made an adjustment in the coverage that allowed that play to, for our guy, I mean, we still had a five or six yard game, but we took a shot. Um, so I hear what you're saying, but that, that team is just really good and very well coached. Let, let, let me also add to, um, gotta, you know, be, you gotta be quick. At the Kentucky, you look back at the Kentucky game, you know, as soon as these running backs get to an edge, we have no angles and we, just, we don't have like a Ventrell Miller that just comes in there and cleans it up. That's the bottom line. Okay. Thank you, AC, for your call. Again, that's hopefully going to be changed in recruiting. Uh, last three emails. Joe, surprised Boardingham didn't play much. He did play. Yeah. He was only targeted once. Right. Uh, I think he had one reception. Hanson had two. Impressed by the play of both. Hanson seems to be a really good blocker. Uh, Mark says, do I win the award for predicting the score of the closest? He called it 45-10. And he wasn't far off. William says, do you and Shane think Missouri can go into Athens and upset Georgia? I do not. I don't either. Um, but they, here's the one thing I'm interested in. Their offense is good. Mm -hmm. 
Georgia's defense is good. Will Georgia shut down that Missouri offense? Yeah, I, uh, I think they will. Um, we'll see. I did see, or somebody told me on my show today, I think Georgia's favored by 18 points. Yeah, which says a lot. All right. I get it. It was Georgia. And I know Gator fans don't want to hear this, but now you got to get bowl eligible. Yeah, you got Arkansas, a team that has they've only won two games. I don't care if their games have been close. I don't care if they've changed their coordinator. They are who they are. Uh, we got to regroup. We've been we've had a lot of success under Billy at home. We need to have a good crowd. I think it's sold out, and uh, the crowd needs to be a part of it. Help us win this football game. I mean, it's you got to put the past in the past and move on. There's no, there's nothing you can do about the Georgia game. There's nothing we can do at this moment to get on their level. We got to go find a way to beat the Hawks. Yeah. Because if you don't. Yeah, now you got a problem. Now, I mean, not that you can't beat those. You can. Right. But winning on the road in this league is not easy. And LSU, depending on what happens, here's the, the, the only thing that Florida might get an advantage of. LSU get beat up and lose the game to Alabama. Yeah. Or win and think they got it made and they're going to sleepwalk. So that, that – but that's, again, a couple of weeks My away. My question to you is – if LSU were to beat Alabama, how, who's going to represent if because Ole Miss have one loss, they lost to Alabama, Alabama beat Ole Miss, but then if LSU loses to Alabama, Ole Miss beat LSU. So who represents the West? I think if it ends in a tie, it, the rule used to be highest ranked. I, I thought it was either highest ranked or the team that hasn't gone the longest. Oh, that'd be Ole Miss. That'd be Ole Miss. They've never been. But I'm going to check that. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, it would be something. Uh, Our show is done. Tomorrow, 11 a.m., Inside the Huddle. Shane are back, along with the head ball coach and yours truly, and then Sports Scene at Noon. Thanks to Daniel for producing. Thanks to all of you for calling. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.